What's up, everyone? Welcome to Carry the Way, the weekly podcast where we nerd out about all things EDC gear and maybe try to teach you a thing or two while we're at it. I'm Bernard, the founder of EverydayCarry.com, and I'm joined by our editor, Mikey. Hey, what's up? So we're going to do things a little bit differently today. Um, we're going to skip the Q&A that's going to be at the end, and we're going to skip the pocket check. Why? Because we're talking about EDC knives, and not just any EDC knives, but the best, quote-unquote, EDC knives. So Mikey and I have been working on this gigantic list of knives to recommend for the past few months, and we landed on 25 of them. So we thought it would be fun to do little tier list making. And yeah, like I said, we're saving the Q&A for the end, so stick around for that as well. This list is biased towards the United States because as an American, I'm conditioned to believe that we're the center of the universe, and mainly most of you are tuning in from the States. But if you're from somewhere else, that's dope. Uh, thank you. But sorry, because some of these are not going to be legal for you to carry where you are. With that said, this list tries to balance price tiers, um, have you know good brand representation, country of origin, blade steels, deployment, lock mechanisms, all of that. It's pretty well-rounded, I think. It'll be pretty interesting for you guys. The picks are based on a combination of our own personal experience using the knives and then also just like the general consensus of the community around these knives. So those people stand by them as well. Anyway, it's enough yapping. Um, we're going to rank these now in a totally subjective way. Either way, like anything on this list is like part of our best knives, right? So you can't really go wrong. So like, even if we put something in B tier, that's still B tier of the best knives out there. So it's still kind of better than most. So if, you're, if your knife isn't in S tier, don't get mad at us. It's just an opinion, bro. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how it's going to start out. Who knows if it's going to end up that way? Um, mm -hmm. You know, this, this tier list might be a journey. So let me, let me open up this list. It was a journey just to come up with it, right? Because yeah, and we also had to. We also probably should say that we left out the super custom stuff that are really expensive and like Instagram artisanal, free range, really expensive yeah. custom knives. So these are mostly mainstream, mostly production knives that you can easily get, and uh, we wanted to make mostly that mostly easily get. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah, if you're if it's within budget or if it's within stock. We tried to make it as accessible as possible across like all of the price tiers. So this first one, this is the Quiet Carry Drift mm. in Vanax uh, Super Clean, I believe. Mm. I would. You pick this one. I did pick this one, and I picked yeah. this one specifically for the steel. It's a combination. Um, Vanax Super Clean is about equivalent to LC two hundred N as far as rust resistance, and by equivalent to LC two hundred N, that you're getting the absolute best rust resistance. It's almost I want to say it's practically impervious to rust. So if you're working around or near water or you're a fisherman or you like to go, you know, you're in in an area where you would get your knife wet, Vanek Super Clean mm -hmm. and LC200N are the knives for you. And added bonus for the Quiet Care Drift, it's titanium handles. It has a nice clean design. So I think it's pretty good. All right. Everyone's going to ask, how much does it cost? $300, bro. And it's just shy Spicy. of three inches long. Uh, mm -hmm. Thumb stud deployment, frame lock, 2.6 ounces, made in Taiwan. Where are we going to mm -hmm. put this? Well, I want to put it in A tier, but maybe we should put it in B just to be safe for now. Okay. I what think. a loser. Let's start, let's start right in the middle, <laughs> B tier. All right. Um, we should have a baseline. Got... We'll be moving stuff yeah, okay, up sure, and down. Okay, sure. Yeah. That, this is kind of like a high bar just because it's already $300. Not mm. all of the knives are going to be that way. Next, we have the Civivi Elementum 2 Button Lock. Classic. Classic? Yeah. This is a pretty new knife compared well, to the rest of the modern knives. classic. It's like, okay. well, since it came out in, what was it, 2019, 2018? It won Knife of the Year a couple of times. It's mm. very affordable, has a tons, ton of variations to it. We, yeah, let me, we let has me run a, down the yeah. specs real quick. Sure. So you said it's affordable. $77 for this configuration. Mm -hmm. Nitro V Steel, 2.96 inch blade with a rear flipper deployment, a button lock, mm. 3.1 ounces, made in China. It's very meta, button lock. Yeah, one of the earliest appearances of the, and one of the ones that really made it popular too, the uh, Elementum. 
What do you? I'm th- thinking A tier. I think A tier just this, on the basis of value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I I like uh, rear flipper plus button. That's like fidgety and easy to use. Mm. So you know, I think if you're just recommending this to people, it's hard to very easy recommendation. This. Yeah, yeah. And button lock also uh, isn't that harm isn't harmful, quote unquote. Isn't that bad to lefties because you just use your index finger instead of your thumb to close it. So it's still mm. it's not perfectly ambidextrous, but it's it's usable. I, I have a bunch of like right right handed button locks that are perfectly usable for me. So I, I think it's a good eight here. I agree. Okay. Good value. Yeah, good value. All right, next one. Never heard of this knife before. The What's Chris Reeves Sabenza. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? So let, oh. let, let's just run through the specs real quick because, um, you know, it's kind of a niche knife. Nobody's ever heard of this. Uh, mm. This is $425 uh, oh. in this configuration. Well, it's the CPM MagnaCut version, mm. uh, one of the more recent ones, right? 2.99 inch blade length, so hair under three inches. Thumb stud deployments, titanium frame lock, three ounces, made in USA. Mm. So, when you, you know, made in USA, titanium. CPM MagnaCut, $425. We're kidding around. This knife is pretty much legendary at this point. It's... Mythical, one might myth- say. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Because I, I feel like I've never seen... No, I used to have one of these um, a long time ago before the hype. Uh, no, no, that's not even true. It was hyped, but it was at least you could buy it. So... And it's so popular that the waiting list for one is four years from officially. Four years? Damn, bro. All right. This is is D D tier right here for damn, bro. That's a long time tier. All right. (laughs) Next one. We got something similar. Uh, This is the Tactile Maverick. Mm, Young guy. Yep. This made the list because kind kind of similar to the Sabenza in the sense that it is also... CPM MagnaCut, right? And made in USA. So those are some similarities. I want to say but... that this there's some residual splash damage because of how good the tactile pens are that we automatically mm. assume without with it being such a new knife that it's automatically great. But you have one in hand. Do you think I know, it is I, all I that? I forgot to like hold up the knives. Um, <laughs> so here, here's one. Uh, here's the tactile Maverick I'm holding. Is it, it all that is the question? Um, wh- okay. Quick story. When they first unboxed it, um, I tried to flick it open. It didn't fly open, and it was kind of just slow. And it's pretty like round, not round, but like curvaceous. And I don't know. It's kind of like ob- it reminds me of an oval. Just like mm. its vibe is just an oval. I don't know <laughs> why, but um, it has this kind of like quiet elegance to it that you know doesn't need to boast. I don't know it. It's it's strange. It is good though. It you is very so? uh yeah, it's very good. In the hand, it's like a little bit slim and I'm not really used to that, but I think that's where it gets its like level of refinement and sophistication. And I think it's automatically disqualified from D tier because it's actually available. <laughs> you can get yeah, one. I, I just there's bought a, it. I, yeah. There I is a couple it. of there are a couple of variations to it. Uh, I believe there's a cheaper a non-titanium handle. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's my car. It's like brown my car though. So it is available. It's it even if it doesn't, tactile routinely makes new stock. I would put it in A tier just for the A-tier? fact that it's aspirational, it's high end, it's the fact that they even offered like in a more affordable option is also plus points in my book. I would say A tier. Okay. It is yeah. $350 mm-hmm. and it is a little bit on the longer side. So some of mm-hmm. you might think at three and a half inches blade length, some of you might think. Oh, you're getting more knife for your money then. So, uh, sure, a tier. Um, is that a uh, dollar per per? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Okay, next one. So this I used to think a while ago was like the best knife to recommend to people, and that mm-hmm. this is the Sog Terminus XR Lightweight LTE. Four years old now, because um, I saw this shot show 2020. And I want to I want to classify it in the used to be awesome, but kind of a hard sell now, but still great. So maybe that puts still, it okay, in. Okay, still great. Be- okay, yeah. So let's run through some specs real quick about what makes it um, still great. $105 MSRP. I have a feeling you can get this for much cheaper than that. Um, mm. So think about that. But CPM S35VN, three-inch blade, rear flipper, and, and thumb stud, crossbar lock. So this is like SOG's XR thing. They were one of the first other than um, Benchmade to do 
the the crossbar mm-hmm. or like after benchmade rather to right. start making the crossbar knives and then it's very lightweight 2.2 ounces and it is imported um what's but, the what's the handle on that version oh it's a uh, carbon fiber Ooh. and it does have like a liner it's skeletonized and stuff you know, yeah. S35 plus carbon fiber for under 100, if you can find it on sale, sounds like a pretty good value to me. And it's also lightweight, under three inches, really good for EDC. Yeah. I would put it solid B, really. Solid B, yeah. It's, solid it's B. like you can get SOG many places. So like finding mm. this and trying it out is probably not going to be an issue. I will say like probably just need to make sure you get a good copy because I've had two and then one of them like the there's a little bit of stick in the the lock Ooh, the other okay. one um flies open perfect perfect mm-hmm. action sog has been kind of going through some changes as a company uh when mm-hmm. i first got hands on this like three years ago this was like a promising future for sog and then now like big leadership changes stuff like that but yeah you know kind of besides the point yeah i think solid beat here just for just for the combination of materials and the price point where it's at i think it's pretty solid it's i would still recommend it if you like okay very thin drop point style yeah i think i like it true yeah i the blade shape is like pretty good for edc too speaking of old knives um so the c-a-r-k-t squid Mm -hmm. remember that guy um hugely popular at the time we i mean we're making fun of it but you know i have more than a few not on about a handful of friends who without even consulting with me first ended up with it as their first knife just from the sheer fact that it's it looks kind of harmless it's extremely affordable it's very widely available and right i mean it, at that price point there's really not much to complain about it's not something that you know it's not you wouldn't consider it like an heirloom piece or like a purely premium yeah. piece it's a user for context it's a user. 32 dollars yeah. 32 dollars is the last i checked um, mm-hmm. that's, that's already a good deal. Like in 2023, I feel for a mm-hmm. knife like this. Um, but it has eight CR, um, 13 MOB steel. So like, not yeah. like a crazy steel or anything. Um, blade is a little bit shorter, stout side, 2.16 inches, thumb stud deployment. Um, I think <laughs> like it's a you, steel frame lock. You were describing the, you were describing the Maverick as round. This is kind of, I, I, I like to describe this knife as kind of friendly, as far as knives go, it's very, uh, it's very harmless looking. It's like short and stubby and kind of cute, and you wouldn't be afraid to use it anyway. It's, it's, yeah. it's still a user, but it looks as far as like if you would compare it to right beside like a tactical knife or something, it looks. I would describe it as something that looks pretty friendly. Maybe a C. It is for kind me. of a chonker. Uh, yeah. C okay. for chonker. There you go. You, sure, you just solved sure. it. C for chonker. Chonker tier. Let's go. There we go. Um, we good on that? Okay. I'm, mm. I I think that's fine. There are also a bajillion different like flavors of the squid now. Um, mm. You know, you got the teriyaki. No, there's like different like materials and uh, steels maybe. I don't know. But I remember like recently on the Amazon listing, the squid is like comes in all shapes and sizes now. Mm. Um, yeah. I, we, I think we picked the, the squid over the pilar just because it's more iconic, like more classic yeah. and cheaper. Yeah, and it's. But I would still recommend it today. Also, yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Thirty-two bucks can't go wrong. Next, we got the Cancept Fenrir. Um, mm. I think you picked this. I did pick it for a couple of yeah. for two very strong reasons. It was an early appearance of fat carbon in knife handles, yeah, so which is some fat carbon. I'm holding it up. Yeah, what it's a variation like? of describe that. It's a variation of carbon fiber where it's not a like a. It's not like a grid pattern like you're used to for carbon fiber it's more like a, of like woven yeah yeah so it's more of a abstract painting like if you would just dump a bunch of paint together and start mixing it around that's what it kind of looks like kinda but it has like an oil slick like mm. that kind of bubbling it's it also kind of looks like damascus just like that swirling those yeah waves. yeah and then you still get the benefit of lightweight and rigidness for carbon fiber and the second reason why I picked this one is it's one of the very few production knives that still makes it an, an actual lefty because it's a frame lock. So it's oh, a production okay. production um, friendly, production lefty friendly frame lock and fat some carbon. Some bias there for Mikey. Yeah, yeah some bias. Yeah. This has I got to have some representation there. Yeah, yeah. so quick stats um, for people because this kind of Cancept Fenrir, probably not the most popular Cancept knife, but... It's $178, CPM S35VN, 
uh, 3.48 inch blade length. You can do thumb stud deployment or front flipper. It's got the frame lock. And then like Mikey said, it comes in a left-handed frame lock. Uh, 4.37 ounces. So not the lightest. Not um, the lightest. And this is also made in China. I even so even as much as it's my pick, I would I probably would put it at C for fat carbon. <laughs> okay. Um, not that it's bad. It's just not. It's not gonna wow a lot of people compared to stuff that's already higher the list, or it wouldn't be an easier recommendation because of the price or, or like the style of it because it's a larger yeah. and heavier knife. Yeah. C C is fair to me, but I, I like I can't argue that like you know the materials are not good or whatever. It's just mm. um, this blade shape is also like this kind of like a harpoon kind of style. It's yeah. like blacked out. It's mm. a, it's big to me. It's a little bit heavy. So this is just not my cup of tea. Um, I posted this on TikTok. A lot of people thought it was sick, and so clearly I'm wrong. Usually I'm the one with bad taste. So um, that checks out. Let's let's go with C tier for um, carbon. Then next we got. The Ontario Knife Company Rat 2 in D2. Quick mm. specs on this. $40. Okay. D2 steel, 3-inch blade, thumb stud deployment, liner lock, 4-way pocket clip, 2.8 ounces, and made in Taiwan. S tier. Easy. <laughs> this is the classic. I And like with, with the... With the fate of Ontario, you know, like they're closing factories, like these are getting harder to find. Mm. You know, I, I think I'm a nostalgic person. I would probably, you know, want to come back to this D2 steel, whatever, just take care of it. Yeah. Like if you have a, a, like a classic iconic knife like this, the rat two in D2, it's a, okay. To be fair, it's a little bit smaller than the rat one, but we're trying to get things that are more compact and probably more legal for more people to carry. So the Rat mm. 2 made it, but still, overall design, iconic. We're, yeah, we're kind of joking around, but this thing has been around forever. Like, even before, way before I started EC, this has been around. This has been, a, like, a really easy recommendation very early on. It's totally harmless, great drop point shape, very affordable. D2 is a working steel. And this was in the EDC of, like, dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of people when Bernard and I were both starting. So it's a classic. It's going to remain a classic. And we're kind of being joking around with S tier, but I think it does deserve that slot, especially for this price. That's that's my take yeah. on why I would put it in S tier. Why would I put it in S tier? I think because people will get mad at me if I didn't. So uh, <laughs> that's that's why I'm doing it. People always, dude, like every time I like try to make a budget knives recommendation or something, people are like, what about the, the rat two or rat one or whatever? It's... There it is, it is, bro. Enjoy. It is. People are going to see the end. If people jump to the end of this video and they see the, the Sabenza yeah. in D tier and the rat in S tier. Oh, we're going to hear it. Anyway. Yeah. Well, you should have watched the video. Watch, they got to watch the full video. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Speaking of D tier, we got the Hogue Deca in Magna Cut. God. Uh, I don't know. D Deca. Curious. Right. So let, let's let's go over some of these uh, stats real quick. One hundred forty nine dollars. Okay, what are you getting for that money? You're getting CPM Magna Cut, three and a quarter inch blade, dual thumb stud deployment, the crossbar lock, reversible tip up pocket clip, two point one ounces. So it's pretty lightweight. And then the kicker, made in USA. I'm gonna put this in eight here for myself. This is an eight here. It made Magna Cut Heard. accessible. It uh -huh. came in a bunch of exclusives, which were sick, which were the Ultem ones. It comes in different blade shapes without adding on the cost. It went routinely went on sale. It's ambidextrous with a crossbar lock. It's lightweight, and it's a great size. So I can't find any fault with all of that. It's all it's all like greater than the sum of its parts and not the sum of its features. Sure. I would put it in eight here for myself. I mean, okay, so I'm holding it up. Um, I've had a couple of these already. I think it's just like a stylistic preference for me that I, I don't mm. really like this. Um, you know, it, what if I, you had it in Ultim? <laughs> no, I, I'm not even a fan of Ultim, but like this is like, yeah, well designed and well made, good materials, accessible, uh, in, not accessible, available rather. Um, mm. So people can get this and it's going to be like, you're probably, you could be done with knives if you get this, I think for a while i don't know it's just something this is stupid but it's just like emotionally doesn't really connect with me um, mm. 
I get that. I get that. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I give it props just for the fact that it made Magna Cut as popular as it was and as premium as it was True. when it started appearing on the Sabenzas. The that, fact that it made good, it accessible yeah. at one hundred fifty dollars. That's, that's yeah. I think the hype around the Deca is just like you can get Magna Cut for one hundred fifty dollars and then have it not suck. Like real, yeah, <laughs> in a platform that's good. Like there's no real compromise here, except mm. for in this configuration. These are like the plastic scales, mm. um, so they might feel flimsy. But it's the same thing with um, what's it called? Like the the bug out. The bug out. Um, yeah. Yeah, the original bug out. But okay, fine. We'll move this. You said A tier, right? Yeah. A, A minus A tier, I think, would be fair for it. Okay, sure. Next, we got the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife Pioneer X in Alox. Mm. Not aluminum oxide, as everybody thinks it is. It's anodized. It's aluminum with anodic oxidization. It's a treatment oh. on aluminum scales. So it's not aluminum oxide. I've been corrected right, so many you... times. I'm going to okay, correct nerd. everybody now. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Um, but... Eternox Pioneer X, $62, stainless. Uh, I, we don't, I don't know what the steel that Victorinox uses. It's um, one... Just yeah, call it stainless. Stainless steel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, S for two... scissors, I think. <laughs> you think? S for... Okay, it's... That's true. None of these S for have scissors. scissors. Mm. In fact, yeah. None of those have scissors. So... Um, that one's going to be classic. And just for more context, you guys probably know what the Swiss Army knife is, but it's a nail nick deployment. It's a slip joint, so it doesn't lock. That's also more S tier in the sense that more people can carry this around the mm. world, right? No pocket clip, though, um, but that's fine because it has a lanyard attachment, or not lanyard attachment, like a split ring. So you can put it on your keychain, too. You can't put the rest of the knives on your keychain, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 3.3 ounces and Swiss made. There's also a fun collectability to it because Victorinox, if if not the cadet, they also do it with a Pioneer. I think as of last year, they started making the yearly limited editions of it, which is not really limited in the sense that they're easily mm-hmm. attainable. But originally, the cadet was the king of Victorinox, the very lightweight, another Alox mm-hmm. um, configuration, multi-tool. But the fact that they just added scissors, just that simple act of adding scissors, because Victorinox's scissors are kind of like the goat for compact scissors. Yeah. Just that, just that pushed the Pioneer X for me to the stratosphere. Even if it's a bit, even if it's one layer heavier, one layer thicker and a bit heavier, I think it, just having the scissors there just makes it so much more worth it. Yeah, super useful. Yeah. Really good tool selection on the uh, Cadet and Pioneer. So. Mm. Cool. Let's move on. Um, we got the Gerber Assert. This is kind of a young buck. Mm. This, uh, let, let me run the stats. So this is coming from Gerber, right? Gerber gear, not like the baby food brand. <laughs> but um, $175, CPM S30V steel, 2.9 inch blade length, uh, dual thumb stud deployment. And if you look at it, uh, I gave ours away. Um, I don't have it on hand right now because I gave it away. But uh, it has like a thumb hole with a thumb stud in it. So that's interesting. And then this is also a crossbar lock. And it's 1.9 ounces. So quite a lightweight knife. Also mm-hmm. made in the USA. So that might explain why it's $175. Mm-hmm. But what do you think? I think you like this knife more than me. But maybe because I haven't actually held it. I think it looks mm. sick. I am. I have another knife that has that thumb hole with the... Thumb side. I think it's an interesting combination of deployment. I, I like the fact that it's Gerber doing made in the USA stuff because they weren't always associated with like the highest quality of production. And the fact that they do a lot of really solid made in the USA knives kind of raises yeah. raises them up in my eyes. Their American made stuff, I think, is way better. Yeah. Like really yeah. Um, S30V gonna... is kind of what kills it for me. Really. I'm kind of putting the like I feel like it's not fair to put it in the same place as the Deca if the Deca mm-hmm. is more affordable with better arguably better steel. Mm-hmm. Um it is kind of a design design differences too. Like mm-hmm. this is like what 3 inches, I believe, mm-hmm. 2.9 inch blade um and the Deca is 3 and a quarter inch. So mm-hmm. it's it has this like little big knife kind of feel to it cuz yeah, it, it's the Gerber Assert is a little bit shorter than like a full size bug out or Deca, 
um, but bigger than like a mini bug out. And it has like kind of a contour 3D kind of grip on the mm. handles mm. and it's still very lightweight. So this is like the vibe of it is just a little bit chunkier, but still yeah. lightweight, still performant, but not like on paper specs yeah. as much as the deck or whatever for the price. So I, I know you really like it and I, I know there must be something to the fact that it it looks slick. It's made in the USA. It the design is really cool to me. I would yeah, I would agree. B tier, solid. If if you're not going completely like on on paper specs, I think it's got a lot going for it. It's just pricey yeah. and yeah. It is a little pricey. Yeah. yeah. So but that's Speaking what the price, of pricey, that's the price you pay for made in the USA, you know? We've got to yeah, respect that. Let's too. Yeah. let's get way away from there and mm. let's go to France. Across the We've pond. got the OpenL number six. $16, the carbon steel, 2.87 inch blade length, nail nick deployment with a vibralock ring lock, mm -hmm. um, no pocket clip, unfortunately, 1.2 ounces and made in France. <laughs> the knife Straight we recommend to, to we, the knife we recommend to everybody who wants to cut food with their knife. So S for steak, steak knife. Uh, <laughs> uh... And let's also. I don't want. I don't want the S tier to just be classics, though. I like. I don't know. I gave my OpenL away. I was just like, whatever. About let's it. also. Let's. We should also point out that the OpenL comes in a ton of sizes and a ton of variations. True. There's num number six, number eight, number eleven. There's a. There's one that's more outdoorsy friendly or outdoorsy oriented. Mm -hmm. C tier. C. C for no clip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, C for can actually carry this in other parts of the world, maybe. Mm. C for cut food. Car carbone. Yeah. Carbone. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's it's got a lot of things not working for it, and yet it's still the first knife I'd recommend for anybody who wants to do food prep. Every single you time. You can do I'd... so much worse for sixteen dollars. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's just that the size of the handle looks like a long cork, and the lock isn't great. The steel needs some maintenance, yeah, to keep it dry all the time, or it'll start to rust because it's carbon steel. Right. But sixteen dollars. I mean, what are you complaining and it's about? A classic. There's like history yeah. here. With the open. There is. There is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Teachers. so fun fact. Fun fact. This is our only um, French rep representative on mm. the country of origin. So um, we can move on. Sure. This is next up. We've got the Exceed Design Tyrant V3. Mm. So clearly this is in B for box cutter territory. Yes, I agree. Um, but I agree. let's explain a little bit what this is. So uh, the it's $80, okay? The steel is whatever blade you're putting in it. Um, <laughs> and it's got a rear flipper, which um, mm. I think is cool for a box cutter. Uh, titanium frame lock as well, also cool for a box cutter. Um, it's got a right tip-up clip, which again, cool for a box cutter. And then 2.4 ounces made in China. So little story with this. I discovered this thing during the pandemic. They Exceed came out with the design during the pandemic. And I thought it was just so fresh that they turned a box cutter into something that EDCers would instantly like. Titanium, mm -hmm. flipper. And it's super slim Sorry. and compact. And then Gonna hold it up to the camera. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I got one in hand, it was so fidgety. It was so fun to use. And you're like, you wouldn't be afraid to use it because it's a box cutter. Just, you know, swap the blade out if you run into some gunk problems yeah so yeah BTR, if you've if you've not you know? handled this um like something like this it might seem like why are these guys putting a box cutter on the pocket <laughs> knife list it's because the the way it's designed feels like a titanium frame lock mm, um, exactly it like flips out it's thin it's titanium it's i don't know it's cool it's like my my favorite thing to to break boxes down with yeah um, if i'm doing that exclusively so i really like that yeah i, I agree BTR, BTR solid, solid. Mm -hmm. Top of B tier, mm, not sure, um, and people think, are still gonna. <laughs> I think it's it's not ranked within the tier. I think it's, okay, they're not competing against each other. Yeah. Sure. All right. Let me hop back in here. We got the, believe this is the, uh, Flytanium Arcade. Mm, another young. So guy. this is yeah. This is one of Mikey's picks. So this is two hundred nine dollars. Um, CPM S thirty five VN steel, three point two inch blade length. Thumb stud deployment with a shark lock, reversible tip-up clip, 3.2 ounces, and made in Taiwan. S so, for shark? Nah. Nah. Nah, let's hold our horses here. 
So is why this? why is this a pick? Why from Flytanium, who hasn't historically been known for making knives? They're ma- they they've they're they made their name for themselves making scales for the bugouts originally, and then mm-hmm. they just started making scales for everything. So if you're thinking of aftermarket parts from really popular knife brands and your and and popular models, Flytanium has probably got the thing for you. And then they started making their own butterfly knives, and now they're venturing into folding knives, which is the one the arcade is one of their first ones. So I like the fact that they they marketed as a like a moddable knife. If that's a thing for you, I think it would score really high for you. And it comes mm. with really premium materials to begin with. So you're not really, you you don't have to mod it to get a solid knife. But the price might turn some people off. And the design is kind of like, you know, not really outstanding. But it is it is Shark Lock. It's one of the more um, strong and popular and ambidextrous locks out there. So what, yeah. what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I don't know. To, like I mod stuff, but not knives. Um, so I can see the appeal of this. So mm-hmm. as far as recommending it to somebody who's like, what's a good knife? This is such a, I think, a niche audience. Mm. Um, but I like agree. if you were to get one, it would still like be good. It's just, are you getting the most value out of like a moddable platform from this kind of brand? Yeah. I don't think so so i think this is like a knife nerd's knife so how about c for customizable sure let's let's put in C <laughs> yeah yeah you got your squid next to your shark lock there's some synergy there i'm sure mm. next is the nafs lander so mm-hmm. what is up with this knife it's 80 dollars sandvik 14 c28 and steel two and three quarter inch blade length with a thumb stud deployment Liner lock, reversible tip-up clip, 2.4 ounces, and made in China. So I think you were the one who put this on to me, but Nafs is a company, oh my gosh, I am blanking on his name. But he is a former Blade HQ alum who started Nafs as a company. And they also, he designed the, I, sorry, I think it's something Peterson, Bill Peterson. Ben, oh my, right? Ben Peterson, there you go. Ben? That's perfect, yeah, that's right. Ben Peterson designed the very, very, very popular banter knife. That Civivi and we make. Mm. And I believe this is a second design, the Lander. So very standard. I would call it standard design. Very harmless design. Ticks all of the boxes. Nice drop point um, shape. Very solid set of specs for the price. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I, I think this is like a very approachable kind of knife. Oh, that's a good th- kind of knife. Yeah. The ergonomics look really organic and... Um, so you know kind of decent specs and i like the fact that it's it's a knife it's a knife made by a knife nerd also there's there's some like community aspect to that that want to support somebody who was given to the community and is respected in the community i I respect that i would put it in a bit here i think it, it would stack up against like an assert as far as like value and story and usability sure. at the end of the day i think btrs would be solid okay for it. so so b for ben our buddy mm, nice one all ben. right oh boy oh boy on here put this on here this is the james brand barnes all right is everyone seated price 679 dollars okay that's for one of them sorry 600 what sorry 679 600. that's for one of them uh steel bowler m390 three and a half inch mm. Blade length, thumb stud deployment, integral frame lock, integral mm. titanium frame lock, right tip up pocket clip, 4.6 ounces, kind of a big boy, uh, also made in the USA. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the price? Let's get the price out of the way. Do you think it's fairly priced for what you get? Uh, this is in the damn, that's expensive tier to me. Yeah, I think I agree. <laughs> Not that it's bad. It's just like if you got the money and like you just want to buy something and like you like this design, so D for design, uh, that's kind of what James Brand's you know bread and butter is. Like they are expensive, but the, I, I feel like the few people that can afford them and actually get them, they they love it. Um, mm. So I think yeah. that's a good description of our D tier. It's. It's hard to recommend, just it's hard to get past that gate of price. But if you had the money to burn, if you had $700 burning a hole in your pocket, I think the Barnes is kind of sick. Integral frame locks is 
a niche that is not often explored in knife making just because of how expensive and how difficult it is to make. Plus it looks slick. Plus it's made in the USA. Yeah. It's, you know, it's M390 is still top tier steel. And yeah, I believe this is the only integral frame lock on here. Like we have a Chris mm. Reeves Sabenza right next to it, but that's like not like a solid piece of titanium, right? Mm. It's like screwed together. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, this is just like, I think, an interesting knife to have in the conversation anyway, that integral yeah. frame lock. It's a very polarizing brand, not going to lie. It but, is. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they, they, would that you, is one of the knives they make. That is one of the knives on this list. Would you pick one up if you had $700? Or if you could, I don't know, if you got one for free? Would, would you? <laughs> if I got one for free? Um now, like if I, I don't know if I would want to spend $700 on a knife in general, because I'm not really that much of a knife guy. So mm. that's what I will say about to that. I might have more fun okay. just like buying a bunch of budget knives and then making fun videos for the community and like putting them onto stuff. Oh, look Personally. at you. Speaking Thinking of, of the community. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> making funny videos for budget knives for the community, we got the Vosteed Raccoon G10 crossbar. <laughs> This My originally man. was a Mikey pick, but I have come around to it. So it's $59, Sandvik 14C28 and steel, three and a quarter inch blade length, dual thumb stud deployment with a crossbar lock, reversible tip-up clip, three ounces made in China. You put this firmly in the group of knives that's, that you kind of started calling knives that started to look alike with a crossbar yeah, this lock. Is, with a this is point. A, the all look same. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know, man. The moment I got it out of the box, the way it fit in my hand, the flicking there. action, it just, it just, there, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. It just got me. I, it, I, it just got me the moment I picked it out of the box. It might not be the same for everyone, but for 59 bucks to start, and it comes in a ton of colors and variations. It comes in micarta. It comes in aluminum. There's, I, um, there's some collaboration stuff G10. that's not this that expensive either. Yeah. There you go. White G10. Who makes white G10? And yeah, just for me, it's it's even as just like a beater. I, it's it is my beater knife, and it's also my favorite. Currently, my favorite knife. Yeah. It just ticks all the boxes for me, and plus it's ambidextrous for the this value is, and this the enjoyability. Is an easy recommendation. Yeah. This I feel yeah. like this is kind of like. No hate to Benchmade or whatever, but if you know people see that for so long the Benchmade bug out was popular, then you just like just get one of these, save the money, <laughs> right? Yeah, it is actually kind of like boring in a way. There's nothing that really stands mm. out about it, so that might be kind of a knock against it. But as a knife, it just works really well, and it's hard to fault that. I think. Yeah. So I think uh, top of a tier is fine. Mm. Um, wait, that's kind of weird. Let's not let's not rank these because then you have it sitting yeah, next yeah. to the Hogue Deca. Uh, yeah, yeah, not not like not ranked within the close tier. To triple not the price, the or maybe double the price. Yeah. Um, yeah. So who who else we got going on here? Next, um, another Ben Peterson. This mm -hmm. is the We Knife Banter. So you can think of this as like the fancier, better made. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not exactly like the 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 nas lander but similar um design language and dna okay right? look it's... banter first came out i could not get it i i really didn't get why people like the design it really didn't do it for me and then i saw like the baby banter and the big banter mm -hmm. and then i started to get the design it's it's another one of those friendly designs yes and it's completely harmless you're holding up the dessert warrior edition which is makes yeah. it even more fun and playful it's another green if you know as well. But yeah, and it's another if you know you know enthusiast knife community type of knives. It's it's got that thing going for it. I, I and I've come around. I've I've come around. I definitely especially I, I would pick the big banter or the baby banter over the regular one. But yeah, I've I've come to really like it. I think it's a solid another B for Ben classic. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. The the ergos are are quite nice. Um, it's just like nice in the hand, nice in the pocket. Uh, Is it slim? Do, do you find it slim carrying? Uh, it's not really. It's all right. Um, not too mm, bad. Okay. I I don't love it just because um liner lock, uh, not my favorite. Um, but yeah, let's try to get through the last few of these. So let's where are we put in this. B tier, B for Ben. Yeah. Okay. I think it's 
I, I like it more than the the lander though. All right, got the buck one ten. Ooh. Or no, sorry. I think this is the buck one twelve we had on the list. Um, yeah, buck one twelve ranger. Yeah. $65, 420HC steel, 3-inch blade, nail nick with a back lock. Um, no pocket clip, 5.6 ounces. Um, you know, it's got Ooh. some grass in there. Uh, <laughs> made in USA, though. Classic. Classic. Um, what can Super you say? It's, I, it is I It know. is the cowboy knife. I mean, yeah. Buck Buck has been around for, what, over 100 years making the same knives, and they've lasted the test of time, 420HC. From what I understand, they're also pretty good with a heat treat so it's really the blades are really robust and will will stand up against abuse and it's your it's your grandfather's grandfather's traditional cowboy knife i can't hate it i i mean i respect it just for all of those <laughs> just for the fact that it's a classic and it's it's still around it's like kicking you know old <laughs> og energy for the traditional i think c all is right. very solid for it okay Next, we got the CJRB Pyrite Alt. So this is the stainless version, $50. And I think even on sale still right now. Um, so less than $50. AR RPM 9, that's um, Artisan's proprietary powder steel, uh, powder budget steel, 3.1 inch blade, um, thumb hole. It's like an elongated thumb hole for reverse flicks. Button lock, um, right tip up pocket clip, 3.7 ounces in the steel version. So a little bit heavy, hefty. Uh, made in China. You really like the pirate. Oh man, I like this so much. <laughs> Only fair, I think, that you put it in A tier as our okay. prime favorite, easy to recommend, affordable value knives. Yeah. I think it's fair to put it in A, a tier. for action. The action on this, it's like frame one deployment. It's like takes ooh, it's just so framing that lock. <laughs> yeah, it, it is so snappy, um, and the blade shape is nice. And I just I think like, the design is slick. It's a very Bernard design. Music, totally yeah. agree. Um, yeah. And in the hand, it's just ugh, so good. Um, Reverse Tanto is also pretty sick. I and say. this is one that like I bought a version of it. I I used to have every not every version, but like every size and configuration of it until I lost the titanium one. And I, that I actually feel badly about it. Like that's how much <laughs> yeah. I liked it. Like I might mm. rebuy it. Um, so. That was the pirate. Alrighty. Okay, next we got, I believe, another Demco. This is the 8020. Mm -hmm. Uh this is $160 D2 steel, three and a quarter inch blade length, thumb stud or thumb hole deploy with the shark lock again, right mm -hmm. tip up carry, pocket clip, 3.6 ounces, and made in Taiwan. This is one of your picks. Mm. I really like it. And of course, it's the progenitor of the shark lock. Mm -hmm. And I think, ooh, I think it's really solid. It's on the expensive side, but there's nothing quite like it. The design is it's very much its own. the The patterning on the on the handle is very much its own. It lends to the appearance of it of of the aggression and the shark like design to pair with everything else. I would put it in B, if not a low B. Just because all right, maybe let's the put the lowest to... of B. I was feeling like it's next to the flytanium here. You think so? In like who I think... it would serve? No, no, you're right. It's better than uh, yeah. that. Let's let's give yeah. it low B. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, okay, so next we got the Kaiser Azo Drop Bear. This is 159 dollars mm. in LC 200N steel, 2.99 inch blade length, thumb stud, dual thumb stud deployment, crossbar lock again. Um, reversible mm. tip-up clip, 4.2 ounces in China, or made in China. So this is, um, I don't know, this guy impressed me, but it is a little bit of a chonker. But I don't think C-tier level chonker. I think it's better than that. B for bear? I think it's B for bear. It's There are other variations of it that are more affordable, but this version is LC200. And like I said for the drift earlier, it's rust-proof. And I think it's it's great that it's ambidextrous and all of that, and yeah. the, in the bucket of the lookalike knives, but still has kind of a charm of its own with that handle. Yeah, so I, I prefer solid. like you know we talked about how I didn't like the vibe of the Deca in terms of design. I prefer mm. this one. It's just like more comfortable, a little bit rounder and fuller in the hand. It's got like full length mm. spine jimping and a different blade shape. It's yeah. a little bit stubbier and stouter. I like that design language overall. It feels well built and the... reminds me of the squid actually yeah kind of it's like, kind of like a, a longer squid knife yeah. 
yeah kind of vibe and the the scale is like beautiful so mm. um b for beautiful Agreed. that's uh that's where that one goes so let's finish this up we're almost there next is the benchmade 945 mini osborne 230 dollars cpm s30v 2.92 inch blade dual thumb stud with the axis locks it's like a crossbar lock versatile tip mm. of clip two ounces made in the usa oh you would put Let's it throw that straight to s tier uh, maybe top of a <laughs> or bottom of s this is a classic and benchmade gets a lot of hate but like everyone because everyone's thinking of the bug out now this is like before the bug out well not before the osborne is like before the bug out but this is the mini version that i think the the proportions just make a little bit more sense for edc mm. it's a little bit more compact um and it just looks cool it does it's like i can kind deny. of iconic yeah i agree aluminum okay. handles still solid it. made in the usa that's it all right s tier still uh on aluminum handles next we got the kershaw iridium this is 65 dollars d2 steel 3.5 inch blade Dual thumb stud deployment, crossbar lock, reversible tip-up clip, 3.3 ounces, and made in China. This, I think, is a banger. I think... I really like the design of this. I'm not going to lie. It's such a... It's It, it seems so sleek and it is. nice to me. But I really like it. <laughs> it's like sleek and nice, but it also feels robust because of the aluminum handle. Um and I think that is what's missing on like the bug out, for example, like the stock bug out is double the price and people feel, oh, like the handles are flimsy. Like you will not feel that with this. Um, mm. And the design. What was the just, price on it again? I think like $80. Uh, okay, the, fair, I, fair. I paid 80. I think it, it went on sale for even lower than that. Um, mm. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's $65 last I checked. So $65. I paid 80 because I'm a doofus, but. Yeah, $65. Really good. Um, if you like that kind of crossbar, but like a little bit longer and still sleek, Spyderco Paramilitary 2. Straight to top S-tier. of S tier. Straight S-tier. to top of S tier. No explanation needed. <laughs> so that's the yeah, list. I mean, that is Do the we list. have to explain the Paramilitary 2 classic big knife, forever knife, buy it for life? I mean, tons of variation. Can't go wrong. It's going to be around forever. So yeah. top of the list, I think. I mean, uh, oh wait, you know, I should give the specs to you because some people, some people, you know, have not been put on to uh, the Spyderco Paramilitary <laughs> Two. Um, Hundred eighty-five dollars, I think. CPM S forty-five VN. Mine is cheaper than that and was S ninety V. So you can get good deals in like different configurations. Um, Three point four two inch blade length. So it's a little bit of a big boy, um, but you know, more to love there. Uh, spidey hole, thumb hole deployment, compression lock, four-way pocket clip, 3.9 ounces, and made in the USA. Let's be real. The only thing knocking this out of that position is a power three. Let's, I mean, let's, let's yeah. be real. But the, <laughs> the, par, the Spyderco Paramilitary 2 is more iconic, so therefore it's, it it's got the S. S tier. Top I of the list. did a good job. Yeah, so that's the list. Take a look. A D tier, dang. <laughs> yeah, D tier. Let's let's go. Damn, it, that's where damn. That's nice. Damn, that's gonna take a long time. Damn, I should have bought this yeah. back in 2015. Yeah. True, you should that's, have. You should have. We all should have. Yeah. So that's the list. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you hate us? Do you agree? I'm post the PNG. <laughs> um, and yeah, remember, like we say D tier, we say S tier. Like all of these are good. You cannot go wrong. Um, mm. We're going to make uh, like a whole comprehensive guide for this pretty soon. Um, we can link all these in the uh, description if you're watching on YouTube. So that's the list, and we're going to share this uh, as well. So I'm going to stop sharing that. Cool. So, I was pretty happy with that. All right, so that was the list. Thanks for sticking through that. Now we've got the Q&A. So let's start with a few of these. Cyber Nomad asks, you're in an apocalypse. How would your current EDC fare in helping you survive? Would you change anything? Nah, bro, I'm dead. Like, <laughs> I, I don't EDC for the apocalypse, sorry. Like, would I change anything? No, I accept my fate and appreciate mm. the time I had on this earth and talking with I'd like. I'd like to think I have the skills of Frank, my favorite character from The Last of Us, but nah, I'm dead. Now we're <laughs> I'm dead. I'm gonna walk out the door, get bitten, no, no cardio, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, Rip bozo. Go. All right, next question. So person <laughs> with a questionable TikTok username that I'm not gonna pronounce on this 
uh, show. Let's just call them QW. They ask, bro, please do a slim knives. I hate having bulky knives. Please love you. Well, love you too, TikTok person. Um, for me, I think it depends on what you mean by slim. Uh, you can have some that are like slim in terms of the, the actual depth and then some that are just like skinny in terms of the handle, like width. So for thin, like a, you can check the the TikTok. There's a, I have a video on the Benchmade Narrows. That's like the thinnest knife that I've ever held. Almost <laughs> uncomfortable how thin it is. Like it, it seems like an optical illusion. Um, and then the, the actual knife that's thin that I would recommend here is the um, SOG XR, SOG Ultra XR. It's like a pocket clip made of carbon fiber. Wow. But I think it's <laughs> S35VN. Uh, yeah, S35VN steel. And it is like barely there, right? So um, very classy if you want thin. And speaking like of thin that. and classy, but the other way, like thin, like this, like skinny, is um, CRKT CEO. That one's popular. I just have a couple of picks here. I want to say Dijo, so just to bring it back to oh, France yeah, a little bit. Light. Yeah. Super ultra light, barely there handle, and just the blade. Um, tactile has a thin slip joint. The Becks are a little bit pricier, but I would recommend that also. And I don't know, this is the, this, the slip joints, I would say. From mm. from like case yeah. or tend to be in the on the slimmer side. So Classic. traditional knives. Yeah. Yeah. So King Dutch of this, I believe they asked the question before. Um mm -hmm. they ask one knife, one flashlight, one pen, one wallet, forever, go. Spider Coast Chaparral, Step Titanium, four sevens cork one two three, Lamy two thousand broad nib in Macrolon, and gunmetal titanium ridge wallet. Nice. I am going to bring it back to my original first knife, Native 5, but a Magna Cut, just to keep it classy and to keep it lasting forever. ATS Rotary, because that is going to actually last forever. Rot Ring 600 for my pen. And I'm going to go with Ridge 12, also just because it's in titanium. I have the black titanium one. That's my pick. Me with Knives asks, would you prefer a steel that doesn't hold an edge long, yet is easy to resharpen, or an edge retention beast that's tougher to resharpen? I would go ladder, tougher to resharpen, make it just have it last longer because I'm kind of lazy. I would just send it off to get reserviced mm -hmm. anyway. So the longer it, it, it takes for it to dull would be my choice and yeah. generally tougher. Yeah. Honestly, same. Part of it is because I'm also lazy and kind of a doofus and just clumsy. So I probably don't have the best sharpening technique. And even if I did, I don't know if I see like the ritualistic appeal of like sitting down and sharpening a blade and you know like i have other ways of like kind of getting that um also mm. i like if you could just see the desk right now i have too many knives <laughs> right like i'm not like i don't think these are gonna go dull like yeah um just as i'm are, rotating them so often so I, we I are in a privileged position to am, to be able yeah. to rotate them yeah <laughs> yeah but so. i would still go for tougher and last longer holding an edge yeah Good questions. Thanks, guys. I hope that was helpful. Um, if you have questions, you can always send us an email at podcast at everydaycarry.com or leave comments wherever you want or send us DMs wherever you see us on social. Uh, but that just about wraps it up for today's episode. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I hope you had fun. And if you did, please subscribe. If you're listening through a podcast service and you really enjoy what we do here, like putting the Sabenza in D tier, please consider leaving a review and a positive rating as it would really help the podcast. You can follow us on social media for more content daily on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and all of that will be linked in the show notes. And if you want to be part of our EDC community, feel free to hop in our Facebook group or Discord server for more real-time discussion with other EDCers so you can argue with us in real time about our tier list. Lastly, if you have any feedback for us or questions you want answered, again, you can email at podcast at everydaycarry.com. But thank you so much for listening to Carry the Way. I'm Bernard. I'm Mikey. See you next week. And until the next one, peace.